Originally, I, I named this teaching the veil of a mother of the cross. But as I continued to, to ponder, I realized it, it isn't the correct title. It's really the significance, the greater, the deeper significance of the veil for womanhood, for Christian Catholic women. I was sent a link to read about the veil. And as I, as I read that, it took me to other articles. And I was really intrigued by one article that I read concerning the millennials and how young women more and more are putting on the veil, the laced veil. And so I read this article and it was really some beautiful things. Mostly young women in their 20s were saying, I am the spouse of Christ. And when I come to mass or adoration, it's a reminder for me that I am the spouse. It's a reminder that I am called to purity and chastity. And I thought, wow, how beautiful. Especially in these times of the attack on womanhood, the attack on purity, on motherhood, on chastity, is a movement of the spirit, right? So it's a really good thing. So I went into the research of God has formed us, how our lady has formed us. And I realized we have to understand as mothers of the cross, the significance, the deeper significance of the veil for us. And it is something that we have to bring whenever we can to society. The first thing I learned was that it was in 1983, the code of canon law, which is the one in effect today, that did not reissue the use of women using veils before it was mandatory. Like I remember in elementary school, having a little veil with a bobby pin going gancho (laughs) and you had to go. I, I remember those, those days, but it was in 1983 actually that the code of canon law said it wasn't required. And I started to see how interesting and how beautiful that It is our Blessed Mother that brings us in the path to the cross, to the feet. So the entire process of the path to union with God that we have been guided by is mainly a process, first and foremost, of unveiling, not veiling. First and foremost, unveiling. And it is very much in line with the words of Jesus Christ in the gospel of Luke chapter 12, verse two, the Lord says, nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered and nothing secret that will not become known. Therefore, the significance of la mantilla the white veil is 
virginity. It's, it's, that's why women get married in a white dress with a white veil. It's chastity. It's purity. But in order for the transformation of our hearts to truly become what that veil signifies, truly humble, chaste, pure, holy hearts, first and foremost, we have to be willing to unveil. I pondered Jesus crucified. And that's why it's important to, to look because we have the cross in front of us. And Jesus, the holy of holies, the king of kings, the only pure one united to our lady is crucified totally naked on the crosses we see him covered but he was not crucified covered our king of kings our spouse was crucified totally naked and that did not happen by chance god allowed himself because in that act of such humility was and is our restoration. Adam and Eve in the garden were naked. They communed with God naked. They had no clothing on. They were pure and innocent. The moment they sin, they hide and they place on garments. Therefore, Jesus Christ comes and he is crucified naked to restore us to the nakedness of total purity. So the growth for us to truly receive the veil of spousal union, we have to be willing to allow our spouse to unveil us like the bridegroom unveils the bride. He begins to take off her garments. That is what true growth and holiness is. And it is very much part of our path. In 2010, the Lord said to us, this is on page 56 of our new book, I will remove the veil that covers the eyes of your soul so that you can see what few are able to see. You will see the new Jerusalem in all her glory. She, more precious than gold or diamonds, will be yours to possess. Allow me to remove the plank from your eyes that keeps you from contemplating the glory of God before you. Touch my feet, bless my feet with your kisses. And cleanse them with your tears. 
the Holy Spirit drew Mary Magdalene to this act of love. So the Lord from the beginning is showing us, inviting us to allow him to, with the Holy Spirit to unveil us. And, and he brings to us the image of Mary Magdalene, the woman who approached him, the woman that had the passion to kiss his feet, to derramarse, <laughs> to pour herself out, the perfume. She was pouring herself out in intimacy and in love and passion. Our Lord desires that. Our Lord died to restore that level of union. In 2011, December 12th, page 115 of our new book, the Lord said to us, grace builds upon grace, but also each grace removes a veil that keeps the eyes of your soul from seeing the glory of God before you and the darkness that keeps you from hearing the whisper of God within you. Again, the removing of the veils that separate us from God. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 19, the Lord, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, God always goes to the heart. Always. And he says in Matthew 15, for out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. And of course, we know our pride our impurities, our disorders, everything comes from the heart. We live in a society, and even in the church, where it is easier to remain on the surface. It is easier to put on a veil and say, I want to be pure and holy, which is good. In no way think that I am knocking in any way the beauty and the significance of the laced veil. But for a mother of the cross and really for all women, that is not what brings God glory. Because I can put on a veil and yet my heart remains, which is really what was happening when I was wearing the veil in elementary school, all the women, my mother, everybody was wearing a veil. You had to wear the veil. Yet, there was very little, there were very few women that were entering this. So there was a, a, a veil on the head, but the heart was not growing, was not unveiling. The heart was not being purified to truly bring God glory and honor, to truly be women of purity like our Blessed Mother. In 2019, the Lord said to us, 
This is page 242 of the new book. Till this day, the mystery of the cross continues to be veiled to the majority of people because they are not willing to allow the spirit to pierce through their pride, control, stubbornness, plans, and self. This is very important for us to ponder. The Lord is saying the majority of people are veiled, but it is a veil of darkness because they're not willing to go deep. There are very few people that are willing to enter the hearts and do the work and allow our Blessed Mother and receive the graces we've received. That's why in the midst of this darkness, we have to be filled with faith and hope and joy. Because my sisters, we have received such an immense gift from God. And it's true gift, it's true grace. And then recently in this year, 2022, January 20th, the Lord says, and this is a preparation because this has to do with the second nail of crucifixion. So the Lord continues to prepare us for this second nail. And he says to us, the purification of the human heart can only be accomplished through divine grace obtained through my death and resurrection. It requires a soul to allow my grace to unveil her many patterns of sin clothed in false piety and goodness. The stripping away of all darkness, which is anything that is not pure love, is a long and difficult process for the human soul. It requires a continuous fiat from the soul. Let it be done unto me according to your will. The whole path, the whole crucifixion is the unveiling, taking off any masks, any clothing of falsehood that we all have so many layers of. And the more we allow our Lord and our lady to unveil us of all this falsehood we all have, the more we are able to enter union the more we are able to be clothed. We, 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 he doesn't keep us naked with nothing. He unveils us to veil us in our gown. But I'm just beautiful. focusing on the veil. It's <laughs> so beautiful. We should be ecstatic. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 5, Jesus is really upset with the Pharisees. And he says, they do all their deeds to be seen by others. For they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. The Lord teaches this so powerfully in the gospel. The Pharisees 
were clothed with all outward garments of piety and reverence, yet interiorly they were corrupt. And the Lord is not happy because they're clothed outwardly with something. He's upset. He says, you hypocrites, allow me, allow God to enter and unveil your hearts. Then he's glorified. Then he receives true reverence. The Lord says it in the scriptures, and it has been a message from the beginning of the path to to continues. I am making all things new. I am making all things new. There's another important message from the Lord to us. May 2016, the Lord said to us, we He's including us, his victim souls. We are making all things new through my blood and the blood of my victim souls. My sisters, when Jesus Christ died on the cross at the moment of his death, the veil, the curtain in the Holy of Holies was torn from top to bottom. The veil what comes down. Until then, nobody could enter except a priest, I think once a year, but none of the people could ever enter on the other side of that veil to be in the presence of God. The veil was a separation between God and its people. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ brings down the veil. So that through him, with him, and in him, in perfect intimacy of union with him, we enter God. We enter the Trinity on earth and perfection in heaven. Men and women in our brokenness, in our shame, in our sin patterns, continue to want to keep a distance between the Holy of Holies and us. And in a way, that is the danger of going backwards. Because if in any way I have (laughs) in our hearts that if or women have that. I'm putting on the veil and it's such a reverence, but it's a reverence that keeps us from union. He is over there and I am over here. It's a falsehood. That is not pleasing to the Lord. That act of bringing the veil, the curtain down from the holies of holies, It's everything the Lord died for is to draw us into himself, consummate our marriage. (laughs) The level of unity we can't even imagine and fathom what Jesus Christ came to do for us. So again, it's the veil 
but it's the veil that doesn't separate anymore. It's the unveiling. It's the new veil of spousal union that brings us to such a reverence that brings us to actually the most profound intimacy with our spouse. Where we close our eyes. I pray a lot and I'm standing or I'm with him on the cross naked. I, I started to do this and it, it was a symbol of my Lord unclothed me of all my garbage. I don't want any garments. I want to be totally yours. Unclothe me. And I say, allow me, my beloved, to kiss you. And, and the Holy Spirit brings me, close my eyes and I'm kissing him. That is reverence. That's love. And that is not sinful. That the Lord came to restore us, to make us new. We've got to move forward, not backwards. I'm going to go a minute and, and, and speak about the tendency to go backwards. This is something Father Jordy has, has said a lot to us. There is nothing wrong with wearing the veil. It is a holy object, right? But we're going deeper. There is nothing wrong with the Latin mass. It is something beautiful and people can choose which mass type of mass they want to go to. Yet, when things are falling apart and the world we're seeing the collapse. Last night I was watching Fox News. And literally, I sit there and I'm watching the collapse of our country. We're seeing the structures in the church in such confusion. And so there is a tendency, which we all understand because we have been living the path. There is a human tendency to go backwards and to say, if I can hold on to something how it was before, I feel secure because I'm losing all the outer things I'm putting my security on. And people are doing that. But the heart is in the wrong place. That is not what the Lord wants. And yesterday I was reading the vision that St. John Bosco got of the bark of the church, where there were two pillars. There was a large pillar with the Eucharist and the other pillar with our Blessed Mother. And the bark, the, the church with the Pope at the helm was moving, but there was a war. A and he describes this in the vision. And there's boats and there, there, there's a battle. And, and boats are sinking and the church is being attacked from all sides. I mean, go back and read it. The bark doesn't turn around and go back. <laughs> the bark keeps going forward, moved by the spirit the Eucharist and Our Lady. The Lord in love crucified 
has spoken about what is to come. He's moving us forward in the church towards what? We're in now the battle. We're in the war. But the tendency when you're in the war is I got to go backwards. When we came from Cuba, I would hear all the time growing up. It was so awesome back then in Cuba. I grew up thinking Cuba, what happened there? It was so perfect. (laughs) But it's distorted. There was a, a lot of beautiful and good things in Cuba. There was a lot of things wrong, including in the church. And it's the same thing here. There are beautiful things back in the 1950s. But there was a lot of things wrong with the church in the 1950s. And the Lord is saying, you're moving forward, a new dawn. The new Pentecost is coming. The reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary is in the future, in the near future. And the Mothers of the Cross and the Love Crucified community is part of the work of this newness. And we've got to be moved by God in the bark of Peter towards with the Eucharist and our Blessed Mother where God is taking us. I'd like to end by the meaning of the veil that our Blessed Mother gave us in 2014, which is in page 185 of the new book. And it's interesting because I wrote in my journal that our Blessed Mother came to teach me about the meaning of the veil for women. See, I didn't even write back then. It was for the Mothers of the Cross. So this is something our Blessed Mother, to us and through us, to all the women of the church, wants to bring. And she said, first and foremost, I wrote, the veil is meaning that we're consecrated to God. The veil means pure, silent consolers of the sacred heart of Jesus. We, the mothers of the cross, receive the precious blood that fell to the ground. The blood discarded by hardened souls. Mary collected the blood on the ground, as in the movie, The Passion of the Christ. The blood that would be trampled, forgotten. This white cloth that Mary used, soaked in the precious blood of Jesus, is the veil of the mothers of the cross. My sisters, this icon of Our Lady of Silence is so important for the mothers of the cross. She is veiled in the precious blood of her son. That is our veil. We cannot forget that. We wear over our heads the blood that souls are rejecting. We suffer hidden in our hearts the hardness of hearts of many souls. We are covered anointed by the precious blood rejected by hardened souls. 
We live consumed in these hidden sorrows, which are the groans of the sacred heart of Jesus. Our veil, the precious blood of Jesus, it's a continuous being veiled in his blood, covered, immersed like Our Lady. It is the constant, that's why silence and stillness is, re, is, is required. It, it's all the souls on a daily basis we come in contact with. All our family members that don't love priests, that don't adore the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. All the ways we see constantly the blood of Christ being unreceived. We receive it. That's who we are. That's our veil. And she ends by telling us, we gaze at Ava as he gazes at his daughters consecrated in the rejected blood of his son, and we supplicate in Christ's groans for grace for the most hardened souls. The experience that we had in 2012, the Mothers of the Cross, on a first Saturday, June 2nd, it's in our new book, page 138. That experience in our Mother of the Cross Senegal was very significant. And I'm not going to read it because we don't have time. But just to remind you, our Blessed Mother wanted to place the crown of thorns on each of us. And she hesitated. She wasn't moving. And I said, Our Lady, what's wrong? And she said, I can't place the crown on each mother of the cross if they don't give me their fiat. And I said, but they've all given you their fiat. We've all said yes. And she said, no. I need their yes in every single instant, in every situation, every day when God presents us with a thorn. In order for you to receive that gift of that crown, we have to say, yes, I receive this tribulation. I receive this piercing. And what was the most beautiful is that God allowed me to see the mothers with white veils. So beautiful, like he meant us. And we all had these white veils and these beautiful white gowns. You were also beautiful. But the moment she put on the crown, we all started to bleed. And I saw all of us soaked in blood. But I can't tell you. The beauty. When I saw all of us in blood, the beauty outdid when we were all in white. And that shocked me. And what Our Lady showed us, that's why she's all in red is that is when we resemble who? Jesus. Jesus, love crucified. And that's why we're so beautiful, because we look like him. <laughs> we're one with him. We're living this. And that is, gives the greatest glory to the Father. That's what Our Lady's saying. So our, our goal 
is to reach heaven soaked in blood. <laughs> Not even like our white garments are just soaked like our lady. She's covered. She's full of the blood, the life. She's the mother of sorrows, of joy. She's one with God, with her son. That is who we are called to become. Amen. 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 Okay.